Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She, you know, uh, every every week or so, I'm, I say things like, yes, and we're loving each other here, or now's the time. But, ser- but seriously, folks, it really is important for us to let go of all of our little nits, 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 and try to love each other. I mean, love is the most important thing. Do you agree with me, Eric? Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Happy Friday. Sure. We're loving it. We're loving it. Yeah. So um, my little brain has been bouncing around all over the place this morning. And I'm calling today's show the Potpourri of Ideas show. All right. Or something. Well, anyway, because uh, it's kind of a mishmash. Uh, we'll put, I, that I normal- on, put that on simmer on the stove and... There- <laughs> Something good will come out of this, right? Oh, the aroma of ideas. (laughs) I love it. So, as always, uh, the past three years have been very interesting, I would say, wouldn't you? Not necessarily in a good way, but very interesting nonetheless. Every day I wake up and I question of whether I'm still in reality (laughs) or if we've slid into some other alternate timeline or universe uh, where just up is down, black is white. Yeah. Nuttiness is the the norm. (laughs) I know you're like, wait a minute. In what universe does this make sense? Did I? Yes, seriously. Did we slip into a parallel world somehow? I mean. If we did, I want to slip into a different one. <laughs> Agreed. You know, I mean, today I read, I'm checking email this morning. I'm getting uh, uh, daily costs. I get I get a lot of stuff. And they had this thing about how Trump in his last in his last speech, he can't even get get it right on when he gave the State of the Union speech because last week it was like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, it's like. You can't even remember when you gave a speech. But anyway, he showed how jealous he was of the dog who, uh, you know, captured, uh, you know, who's the guy he's so proud of capturing? Oh, oh the, yeah. The dog. Sure. No, no, not me. You're, you're talking about Conan the dog. That, uh, Conan the dog. Uh, yeah. And he was jealous that Conan got better press than he did. <laughs> <laughs> Like really seriously, dude, your ego is that weak that you're that you can can have a little doggy get good press. I like to see his medication <laughs> list. <laughs> did you? I don't. Did you hear Heather? Oh, I said I'd like to see Donald Trump's uh, medication list. <laughs> this is uh, my guest today is Heather Gabrielle Sherrick. I know that's her middle name because I gave it to her. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So um, she's still living with me. Uh, <laughs> they were going to be here for two weeks. So <laughs> what happened to that? Law well, in this economy. <laughs> well, in this economy. Yeah. Makes Let's sense. not talk about yeah. the economy. But the good news is I just changed insurance companies and I saved $62 a month. And your yard is <clears throat> good. Oh, and the, no, it is true. Mac. My son-in-law, my very, very favorite son-in-law, because he's my only son-in-law. It's just like I always say my granddaughter, you are my favorite granddaughter. She's my only granddaughter. And my grandson, you are my favorite grandson. So they don't have any competition. And actually, not quite true. I actually I actually prefer my two furry grandbabies, yes. <laughs> Salem and Sabrina, because they don't cause any problems. Wow. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> so, actually entertaining. <laughs> except, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're cool. So, yeah, no, Max. Seriously, I do want to. I do want to publicly thank him for all the work he's yeah. done uh, around here for me. In fact, my neighbors even commented on the leaves being <laughs> picked up <laughs> for a change. You know. Um, yeah. You know, like, I love it looking good. The good, yeah, yeah, the good, good yard work. So. Yeah. Thank you, Mac, for all the wonderful things you've done for me. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, we uh, do want to publicly acknowledge people when they do good, right? Yes. Even if we kind of mess around with them. Yeah, it's all (laughs) good. Uh, I do want to send out uh, some some blessings and ask for uh, prayers um, for people. Josiah Watson, um, that's, you know, my friend Alder, uh, right, Eric? And Josiah was on the show, do you remember? 
Yep. Uh, got jumped and uh, is in the hospital. Oh, and, sorry to um, hear that. And we want to send prayers for a quick physical and emotional healing for him. He's an incredibly sensitive, beautiful human being. And, um, you know, this is something that we that we have to look at. There's, there's a, a lot of people, you know, they want to handle their frustrations with, uh, and anger with violence. And <clears throat> I really... I'm here to say that is that's not how we how we need to do things. It's not a way for us to evolve or for any of us to to grow. I know a lot of people don't care anything about growing, um, but <clears throat> I'm going to send out prayers that people start caring about about evolving and growing and become be- and becoming better people, including myself. I don't think any of us are at a point since we're all still here where we've evolved uh, to a place where we can't grow more. You know, um, I think three human beings have reached Buddhahood uh, over a period of hundreds of years. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah. we're still striving. We're still on that karmic wheel. And I think that it uh, behooves us to do, you know, you. my mother gave me, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, I've got a little frog that's lodging itself <clears throat> in the middle of my throat. Uh, but my mother gave me the best advice I've ever been given. I was really upset when my daughter Heather was being a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I know I'm a bad mother. And, you know, she said, honey, you just do the best you can do. And that's all you can do. And it just took all the pressure and the weight off of me for her to say that. I thought, well, okay, I'll just do the best I can today. And, you know, and and maybe my best will be different tomorrow than it is today. And, you know, that's part of the four agreements, too. Right. To just do the best you can. Yeah. You know? What are the other three? Um, I don't know right off. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but that is a really good good book. And it is. You do put it the is. four agreements into play. It does help. One Another one is, like, don't take anything personal. And like, I'm always saying, that's not, not you know, exactly... That is in an and I believe an inaccurate way of saying it. Yeah. You know, because it is personal. It can be personal if it's your yeah. Yeah, if there's something. Yeah, you know, exactly. or whatever. But, but don't allow it to control how you act. Right. That's right. the thing. You know, um, there is so much misuse of the law of attraction. It kind of makes me crazy. You know, well, this is happening to you because you drew it to you. That's a really judgmental way of looking at it. What I tell people is it's not what the world gives you because you don't have any control over large amounts of things that are happening. It's what you do with what the world gives you. You know, like I mentioned a minute ago, I just changed insurance companies and saved a bundle. Yes, I'm just so excited about that. And <laughs> also uh, changed the homeowner's uh, policy, and that uh, saved a bunch of uh, money on the mortgage insurance, uh, not mortgage insurance, but on the uh, mortgage payment every month. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things people think, oh, gosh, this went up. Well, look around and see if you can get a better deal somewhere. And I think what helped me was, uh, and again, kudos to my friend Connie Davis. Connie Davis introduced me to Heather Olson. See how this works? Everybody's getting up. Everybody's getting the hummingbird. Was that the one that gave that's me the That's the lady that sent you the hummingbird. I like her a lot. I never met her. <laughs> she's <laughs> really a sweetheart and uh, a very, a very loving, giving person. And she introduced me to an insurance broker who made, because we were like, well, I'll call this insurance company and see what they do. She, she, You don't have to do that with a broker. They do it all for you. It's amazing. And they look to see what's the best deal for you, which may not be what's the best deal for the person that lives next door to you. So um, I'm uh, kudos to Heather Olson for saving me a bundle of money and uh, kudos for Connie Davis for introducing her. See how this works. You know, a person and you introduce them to this other person who introduces them to this other person. It's called networking. And it's something that makes a huge difference in the world. Um, I mean, there are just so many things that we can do uh, that make the world better. And I'm always saying when people say, well, I just want to do my spiritual thing. I'm not into politics. And my response is usually you drive down the street, don't you? Like, well, politics 
is the one that impacts on that car, on mm -hmm. how that what 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 you can have or not have on the car, uh, all the pay, the way the road is paved, the curbs the metal there, stuff, everything, a lot, everything, yeah. Exactly. One of the things that uh, Heather and I have been talking about, um, people may not be aware, and I want to make sure that they are. Uh, there are several drugs that are being recalled that they've been prescribing as harmless for years, yeah. and they are killing, damaging, they're causing cancer, and they're uh, doing other things to people. A lot of stomach issues. Lo really stu bad causing intestinal stomach tumor, issues. ulcer type stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Renatidine. Um, how do you spell it? Um, Renatidine? Yeah, I can get the name as okay. upstairs, but it's like R-A-N-I-T-I-T. Ratatine. is a word, and it or is <clears throat> causing really bad uh, problems and has been for years. Uh, Anti-nausea medicine yeah. that actually causes the problems that create the nausea. Severe nausea, yeah. At first, they give, it gets... It helps. The nausea. Yeah, yeah, it helps. And so you take it, and then, and they prescribe it for to people for going on the uh, boats, uh, some for morning sickness. Yeah. Right. And did you talk to a woman yesterday who's been taking it for years? Years, and she's in the medical field, and she and didn't she, even know she, about. Uh, yeah, someone they in the medical field out, didn't even know. You know. So we want to announce that here. So if you are taking this drug, uh, find a doctor who knows what they're doing. Uh, well, this is you know, major hospitals that are that are prescribing yeah. these drugs. Uh, this is one of the things <laughs> that we've talked about. Is, uh, for instance, the medical school books are written by the pharmaceutical companies. Right. right. That's an issue. It's yeah. a problem. Conflict uh, of interest. You think? <laughs> yeah. So it's on, back into what you were saying earlier, Eric, about an alternate universe. Do you know what I mean? It feels like. Wait, is this the world in which we're living? Um, and I, I really think that I can see it, the macro view of it and the micro view of it. Um, okay, I'm going to give you an example. And, about and of course, we should clarify that you're not giving out medical advice, and that people should do their own research, and that Absolutely. they should, you know, work with their medical provider. Yes, yeah, and exactly. make sure they get a good medical provider because of the fact it actually is being recalled, though, Eric. And, oh, it's all and a lot of people are sure. not of it, even though it is on the news. I mean, I, you've probably it's heard it because you pay attention. <laughs> well, the best thing to do right. is get a list You're of your medications and take it to your pharmacy and they can give you, um, you know, really, really good information. You do get better information from, from the, the pharmacists, pharmacists at the drugstores mm -hmm. uh, quite often. Quite often, yeah. And you can get the list, take it, you know, and they can even tell you if some medications shouldn't be taken together. So sometimes going to the pharmacist is even a little better than the, you know, because doctor. Well, because a lot of times, the, if you're seeing more than one doctor, right? This doctor A prescribes, you know, a drug B, and doctor B describes, and they and they uh, don't interact well. Right. Right. They know that you're taking them, but together, you know, they're just and some of these are just finding out this stuff. They, you know. So it's always better to do, for sure, your own research. That's exactly what well, and, and Eric, I think important. we do that on this show all the time. Until I've, how often have you heard me say, don't take my word on this. Right. Go exactly. check it out yourself. Yeah. Exactly. It's just good to put that disclaimer out there in case anybody was getting the wrong idea. So, oh, oh yes. that I'm, that I'm pretending much. like I'm a doctor. <laughs> exactly. I, I've, I've had some doctors I felt were pretending like they were doctors. Actually, I, you know? I am a doctor. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah. I just um, I just because while there's these one th all this stuff is happening and we're very aware right now in the United States because we we are having such huge issues with our government and how we're doing things. I mean, our system of electing people is uh, insane. Has been for a very long time. And we need to take a look. We're, you know, we say, well, we're number one. Well, um, look around you folks, because, you know, countries, they go up, they're, they're the greatest, and they go down, just like, you know, everything else. They're, nothing is static. 
it changes all the nothing changes but the changes you know <laughs> so um you know we need to to be aware at all times of the different things that uh that are happening um last night i went to my hoa uh board meeting which was the election of board uh board members mm. and i volunteered to help uh, count the ballots and the act was really gratifying to me that the person that I was supporting uh, won until we went back in the room and the board had had a special meeting last week. This is after the ballots had been mailed out for board member election and decided to expand the board from five members to seven members, which meant that both people that were running were automatically on the board as it moved into from five to seven. And I'm thinking, what a sleazy way to stay the the power balance to stay as it is. And uh, I, I thought it just hearkened to, you know, the what's going on in the bigger picture of uh, of kicking people off the voter rolls of, of, you know, doing the districts in ways that people, you know, people run for office like uh, in the Senate, they don't have to account to the voters because they're, they're insignificant with the way we're doing things. I think that can change. I don't think it has to be that way. In fact, I just watched a, um, a little, um, a little thing on YouTube this morning too, uh, where the guy that's been bashing Chris Matthews, uh, and I'm not that a big Chris Matthews fan myself, but he said, I want to give credit where credit is due. And Matthews brought up the fact that um, of the six people on the stage, he asked the question, uh, if if uh, you go into the convention and none of the candidates, there's like, the, there's six now, it's down to six, right, I think? Uh, if none of the candidates, for instance, Bernie Sanders right now is in the lead, and it looks like this coming Tuesday, which is called Super Tuesday, uh, because a bunch of states are having their primaries on the same day. Um, if we, you go, if Bernie Sanders comes out of that as he's going into it, with it's looking like he's in the lead in all of these states, uh, and he has the vast majority of votes going into the convention, but not enough to, you know, to uh, claim the, you know, uh, winning it. Uh, they asked the, the, all of the people on the stage, would you, uh, would you support the person with the most votes? Well, the only one who said yes, because that's the will of the people. Or would you support the will of the people by, you know, supporting the person who has the most votes? Sanders was the only one who answered yes. Well, because Sanders is the only one that has the most votes. The other five all said no, that they'd prefer to leave it to the power brokers of the party instead of the will of the people. And I think that that's my little HOA, my tiny little HOA vote. And, you know, this lar much larger thing, there's similarities that, uh, no, I think that I'd rather win than have integrity. And you know what? Myself, if I lose, but I kept my integrity, I'm good with that. You know, not happy with it necessarily, but I'm good with it. Does that make sense? Yes. <clears throat> well, in regards to uh, the debate, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Now we're all getting congested here. You got my little frog. <laughs> yeah, the little frog jumped in. Up through the line and into your throat. Of course, okay. in 2016, Sanders uh, argued that the superdelegates should vote for him, regardless of him not having the most votes. And when you have a process in place, you can't really go and change the rules in the middle of a contest. So I could see now, it both ways. I'm not so sure I agree with your assessment of that because of the way that the, the uh, primaries were rigged. And remember, we had Bev Harris on just before the California primary, who talked about that, who talked about how the how the votes could be manipulated. Sure, but so, that doesn't mean that they were manipulated. Well, we we will we will table that for <laughs> another time because I don't believe that I believe they definitely were. 
So I, I think there's plenty of evidence that supports that position. I'd love to However, see some evidence because I've heard that statement lots of times, but I've yet to see any evidence of it. Okay, I will. I will get that together for you in my spare time. All right, <laughs> your fleeting spare time. Whenever I have some of that, I will use it just for this project. Good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it, it's easily done. Uh, it's just that it's. It's just like everything else. It takes time. Um, so anyway, where was I with, with my ranting and raving? Uh, oh, how about defining what a centrist is? Mm. When someone says, I'm a centrist, what does that mean? Does that mean you're kind of in the middle? Kind That's of in the center? By definition, yeah. Uh, yeah, by definition. So let's say that 75% of the population wants Medicare for all. 75% of the population, and I'm, and I'm, I could be a little off on these figures, so don't quote me on this either, but way beyond the middle, way more than 50% support particular issues, and you don't support those, but you, and you call them lefty ideas, are you really a centrist? I mean, we use these terms, conservative, conservatives conserve nothing. They don't conserve a darn thing. Liberals, who's liberating? Who's liberating anything? We are using words that, and, and they have no meaning from what they were supposed to mean. We have got to either change our language to make it more clear. I mean, that's part of, to me, the issue. If we use words that do not describe what you are, your intention of describing is, then it, it helps make all of this murkiness that we see out there, it solidifies the murky. And I think that, that, that we you know, just have to look back at language, you know, be clear with our words. You know, when my generation was raising children who are now adults, or, you know, little kids and said, don't fight, use your words. It never occurred to any of us that would mean there would be rap wars, that there would be, you know, poetry slams. There would be, they're <laughs> using their words, right? Right. I mean, that's pretty amazing, don't you think? Use those words. Use those yeah, words. Words. But let's use our words accurately. Let's say what the word actually means. Right. And, and very frankly, Facebook, when it allows people to use Facebook to scatter misinformation mm -hmm. and refuses to change that, when somebody puts up a, a, a Facebook page and it says, you know, things that are absolutely prove, provably wrong. Right. And they're not going to change it because of it. That's not free speech. Lies are not free speech. You know, and, and the, the uh, far right has done a wonderful job of, of uh, putting out misinformation. And to not uh, not call them on it. So why is that? Why do the the heads of, of Facebook think that that is uh, the American way? That it's okay to let people spew misinformation that gets repeated and repeated, and then uh, and you can't ever go back to the source and 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 uh, say no, that's incorrect. That information is incorrect. Well, I, it, it is interesting that the the place that we've gotten to now. Where, you know, people can put up news sites that look like real news. Right. Uh, and not, I'm not talking about satire like The Onion or The Hard Times or stuff like that, but just like print just completely bogus stories. Right. Uh, and they usually have similar names to real news outlets. So people right. share those like crazy. And a lot of them, I I thought that, oh, they must all be based in Russia or Ukraine or whatever. A lot are actually based in the United States. And Absolutely. I don't know how our laws allow for that. Because, as you said, it's not a free speech thing if it's just complete no. slander. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, look at that guy that went up to the pizza place in D.C. with a gun to right. save all those girls in the basement when there was no basement. Sure. Uh, you know, I and, mean. <laughs> and stuff like that is even harder to crack down because it's, uh, you know, it's uh, chat room kind of stuff or, you know, like uh, Reddit groups and 4chans and stuff like that where it's not they're not claiming to be a news outlet. Um, right. But there are these, quote unquote, news outlets that are just 
fake, just absolute fabrication stuff that right. people use to, you know, uh, have their own biases and have those biases reinforced by false information. And I, I just don't. You know, remember when Trump was talking about how he was going to open the slander laws <laughs> during the election and then we'll win all kinds of money? You know, I think that would have been <laughs> foolish for him because nobody's a bigger liar, liar. than him. But there, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something we can do to take down, you know, these fake news outlets. I, I, I agree with you, and I would love to know how to do that. I mean, right. that would be... It seems to me there should be some attorneys somewhere who know the process mm -hmm. on, on doing that and file these suits. If any attorney out there who wants to make a big <laughs> name for themselves <laughs> would like to take this on, you have got my full and complete support in doing that. So I, I have a lot more that I want to babble about <laughs> uh, you know, before, before this day is over. And uh, but I do want to talk about a little bit more about integrity just in our daily lives and what we let upset us when we don't need to. I mean, there's some things that you just like to, you know, I'll give you a quick example. Um, my sister that I love dearly and uh, my brother that I love dearly, uh, when when my mother died, my sister had her credit cards, you know, and all. And, and she finally told my brother she had been she'd run up the credit cards you know, that were my mom's credit cards and all. And I, I he, so he tells me and I say, okay, well, uh, you and I are the only two people that are impacted by this. Does it matter to you? And he goes, no, not really. I said, doesn't matter to me. And we went on to the next subject, you know, so she messed up. She's our sister. So what? And, and you can you can make that decision in your life. Am I going to take this particular thing and use it to beat her over the head and da -da 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 and create more chaos and more drama and more anger and all of this? Or am I just going to say, well, I don't really care. Do you care? No, I don't care. Okay, good. Let's go. And, and the difference in how you feel between those two responses to the same thing is huge. And it makes your life a lot better. And that's one of the reasons I smile all the time. <laughs> so we are going to take a short break. And then we're going to come back with much more of Susan's Babbling. Stay tuned for Babble City. Babbling Brook. I'm going to go to the Babbling Brook. Are you ready to take your healing mastery to the next level? The VAST Institute Masterpiece of Humanity Certification Program will develop your personal and professional toolkit while enriching your approach to life, taking both you and your clients to the next level. Enrollment is now open for our March 20th program. Mention this ad for a professional courtesy discount. If you're an original thinker looking to significantly amplify your presence and influence for good, apply today at vastinstitute.com or call 206-935-7800. 72. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed KKNW star Christine Upchurch for an hour of what we like to call metaphysical Q&A. On Saturday, Josie Varga returns with stories of heavenly communications with our dear loved ones between this side and the other side. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email susan at susanharmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing susan at susanharmon.com today. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience. She previous to the break, we were talking about how, you know, it seems to be OK. It's not OK, but it seems to be legally OK to just make stuff up. We had a caller that mentioned that uh, apparently it's OK to lie in the voters pamphlet in Washington. What? And, 
Yeah, I, I am incredulous as well, but what? that's what she said. Wait. She said she uh, she did some research on this, and she says that the Washington Supreme Court ruled that it was okay to put falsehoods in the, the, your statement, I'm guessing your statement as a candidate, uh, in the the voters' pamphlet. So I'm going to do some I'm more really, research on that, but like that, that is wild. Really, uh, caller, whoever you are, please email me. I would love to do a show on this because, um, you know, I've had discussions before. You, I, I think I've mentioned before I was, you know, I did run for Seattle City Council, but prior to doing that, I wanted to find out more about voting, how it works, all the different aspects and everything. So I volunteered for everything. I, you know, I counted, uh, well, I did, I actually did the last 500 ballots on the, uh, hand count of the, of the, um, um, governor's race, you know, some, you, you remember that it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, but I also did a write in uh, ballots and all. And so we had a discussion and I had that with the discussion with, um, very dear friend of mine, King County executive old, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> um, about, they were they were conning it as an overvote if you if you marked jo- John Jones and then you wrote John Jones down in the bottom as a write-in and I said it's not an overvote that voter you think of it that way because you know how it's supposed to be done but you have to look at it from the position of a person who doesn't know how you're supposed to fill out a ballot and for that voter they're saying I really want John Jones. So I'm checking his name here and I'm writing it in down here so nobody, you know, so I, I'm assured that he gets my vote. If you count it as an overvote, he doesn't get the vote. Hmm. So so they did actually listen to me and not and not count those as overvotes. And that particular election it wasn't gonna matter. <laughs> but I saw how it would be possible for somebody that was nefarious to go and and t- talk about an opponent in a, in a race and say if you know as though you were supporting that opponent right. and say you know if you really want to emphasize this write his name in down here too and the vote gets thrown out hmm. so, and you don't know that because you voted it, it's just like getting a provisional ballot that is a placebo ballot because if you're not on the voter rolls, if they've purged you from the voter rolls and you don't know you've been purged from the voter, you go in and you're not on the voter roll, they give you a, a you know, provisional ballot. It's really a placebo ballot because they only check those against the voter rolls and you're not on the voter roll. So it's you're not really you think you voted, but you didn't. So these are the kind of lies that we're talking about. But but if somebody makes a statement on a, an official document like right. a the voter pamphlet that says uh, I graduated from MIT or do you know what I mean and you know and you don't even have a high school diploma do you know right. what I'm saying yeah. yeah I think that those things need to be like no you can't put this on you can't make statements that are patently false yeah absolutely I, I agree with that and so I've been trying to do a little research on our caller statement and I haven't got all the information on that so take all this with a grain of salt but it is it it does bring up uh an an interesting uh subject for sure it does and and it's something that i would definitely be interested in because to me you know how many times have you heard me say this the only voice a citizen has in the way things are done is their vote that's it when they take your voice away by taking your vote away you know, like it that. doesn't make us a stronger country. It weakens us. Right. So. But um, one uh, bit of good news, as long as okay. we're still on this, on, on votes and people's voices being taken away, I guess the, uh, you know, how Florida recently passed a law that yes. re-enfranchised uh, felons, uh, once they've, you know, served their time and they're out of prison and all that right. stuff, they, they can vote. But then... The uh, legislation legislature in Florida passed a law saying not so fast. You can't vote unless you're completely paid up of every single fine that we can think of (laughs) to attach to you. And all the interest. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, that was thrown out. So I know. Yeah. uh, So this means that these 
re-enfranchised voters can actually vote. In this coming election. In this coming election, yes. And that's a huge number of people who are already pissed off. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> well, true. That's true. You know? Well, and so, you know, I, yes, justice may be slow in coming, but I believe truly that justice will prevail in the long run. I do. I do. I keep saying to myself. <laughs> Did you ever see a movie? Well, probably not. William, you, you've heard of William Holden, though, right? Sure. Okay, it's called Stalag 17. It was like they were in a, a German prison camp. Mm -hmm. And this guy gets a letter from his wife back in the States. And she says, I found a baby in a basket on our doorstep. And you're not going to believe this. But he looks just like me. And she, you're not going to. And he goes, <laughs> I believe her. I believe her. <laughs> I believe her. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Come on, Eric. That was funny. <laughs> yes, that's great. It's obviously she's coming up with some story why she has a baby while he's over in a German prison camp. That I, sounds familiar. You know, I I I got to admit, I missed part of what you said because your statement previous to that reminded me of the famous quote, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends yes. towards justice. Of course, MLK said this, and he was paraphrasing uh, Theodore Parker. So, um, it, you know, it, what you were saying before was kind of making me think of that. So I wanted to look it up to make sure I didn't misquote, misquote him when I said it, because it's too important of a sentiment. It is, and that is said so much more elegantly than I did. Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. It does. Yeah. It does. And, I mean, you look at um, one of the things we talked about on the show a few years ago when um, in the Olympics when uh, the two Americans stood up wearing the glove and, and raising their fists in solidarity, you know, for the misjustice. And the Australian guy had given them the glove and stood with them. And they were finally honored in this country. Nice. But the Australian... lost everything hmm. and he never once regretted what he did and they were his pallbearers when he died wow. and i look at this and i'm sorry it just had to speak so deeply it doesn't matter if you win or lose if you live your life as purely and with as much integrity as possible he did the right thing no matter what what it cost and he said he never once regretted what he did. That man is a hero to me. If I just remember his name, it would be really great. <laughs> but, you know, those are the kind of people that speak to who we can be as a species. What humanity can be. The potential that we have of being something magnificent, you know. And you're right, it takes time. You know, we, we think, we think, oh gosh, you know, this happened last week or last year or, or 10 years, oh, it's the new decade. That's just a tiny little blink in terms of time, you know. It's, it's, it's just nothing, nothing at all. So, you know, and I wanted to talk about, because we talk about, what is it that what our biggest complaint is we don't have enough money, right? I mean, Trump feels that way. He doesn't think he has enough money. You know, a lot and 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 I know and I know I don't. <laughs> so um we look at these things and we and we have to decide, but what is what is it really about? I always say that when people get upset about something, it's never really the money. It's how they feel. It's what they felt like. Like people will say, we were, I was in an argument with so-and-so. I don't remember what we argued about, but I remember how it made me feel. Right. So this is, this is important. So I had um, my friend um, uh, Sharon Byerly uh, came down here in November to do a, um, a drum-making class. It was a wonderful class. And uh, the people came, and, and in the flyer, 
it had a ceremony fee, $50, and then the uh, plus the uh, materials and instruction for, and there were three size drums, so it was three different prices for do, to making the drum. And one of the women said, oh, I didn't know that there was a, an additional charge. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, there is. It's on the flyer, you know, and all. And she said, well, I don't have the money with me today. I said, that's fine. Just pay me. I'm going up to Seattle. Pay me when I get back. This is in November. So then I see her at an event that she's doing, and she says, oh, I forgot I forgot your money. And then I see her at the next one, and she goes, oh, I had your money, but I spent it. Ha, ha, ha. And now, mind you, it's only 50 bucks we're talking about. It's not a huge amount of money. It's not going to make, you know, it's a partial trip to the grocery store. You know what I mean? It's like not a big deal. But it's how it made me feel. So finally, she wants me to come to an event that's taking place that on a subject that I consider kindergarten, not interested, and wants me to suggest a donation, $15. And then at the end, and I sent her a... uh, an answer back saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm obligated to do something else that day. You know, good luck. And she sends me back, well, I've been carrying your money around. Now, mind you, it's an 11-minute drive from her house to mine. 11 minutes, okay, <laughs> from her house to my house. Well, there's also so I, this thing called PayPal and another thing called Venmo, another thing called Zelle. There's, there's, there's something called a check. There's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's. Uh, I, I'll call you up and and I can I can do uh, you know over the I can take a credit card over the phone. Sure. You know, there's there's all kinds of things. So uh, so it just kind of irritated me. I said, well, you can bring it by here tomorrow. So tomorrow comes. And and at at about six thirty that night, I sent her a a text because I'm like, this is irritating me. And I, in caps, uh, steps to financial integrity. And I'm like, one, write a check for fifty dollars. Two, put it in an envelope. Three, you know, put my name and address on the envelope. Four, put it in the mail. Right. And then I end it with the last step is. This is not about $50. I get a text from her a little bit later. says, I'm on my way. And she comes over and she is very, very upset with me. Hands me an envelope and says, I didn't know it was $50. I didn't know I was supposed to have to pay that. Now, mind you, she's been telling me for months, I've got your money. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay. Uh, and then I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm not perfect. I could have made a mistake. Maybe I didn't put it on the flyer. Okay? You know, that's possible. So I go over to my laptop. I go into the file. I find the flyer. And by gum, by golly, there it is. <laughs> right there in the middle of the flyer, you know, separated from everything else they cost. And then below that, the date, the time, you know. So it's not another flyer. And so I sent her a picture of that. Now, I just, you know, well, it was the point that she's like trying to turn it around and tried to and make me, the, yeah, tried to make, make me the, the bad She guy. didn't lie. Well, she, she didn't lie. She was just looking for an excuse. Okay. And, 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 and that's, and that's okay. But it wasn't an integrity. It's what I'm saying. I have no, I, I was, I was really irritated because if you were my friend and you thought that it wasn't on a flyer. Why wouldn't you say, you know, Susan, I don't remember that $50 being on the flyer. I don't remember that at all. And I'd say, okay, well, let's go, let's go look at it because I could make a mistake. I'm not infallible. Maybe it oh, wasn't yeah. on. That's why I went and looked it up because right. I'm like, I'm not going to go, I know it was on the flyer. Well, wait a minute. It's that's last November. I can't remember for sure. Maybe I messed up. Maybe I didn't put it on there. And if I didn't, I will apologize to her and say, oh, you're right. Forget it. I don't. You don't owe me a thing. But I was right. Damn it. I was right. <laughs> I do love being right. But <laughs> the point, I mean, the fact of the matter is I could have been wrong is what I'm saying. And I'm um, like, no, um, that was what it was. I knew that was the plan and all. But I think how could I, I can't see how I could have left that off the flyer and not, and not notice it. Well, what about the, I have your money, I'll pay you. <laughs> and then be upset. I don't know. So, yes, so my my understanding of that is the only reason to be upset is you know 
you didn't do the right thing. And, you, you know, that part of you knows that it's not right, but you don't want to be wrong. And that's, uh, you, you know, anybody can be wrong. Even me, occasionally, but not often. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, part of it to me is, can you laugh at yourself? Can you, can you see how your own behavior is like, Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's kind of how all the <laughs> all the politicians act, though. Anyway, they twist it around. Same type of thing. It's but it's, but I don't think everybody does that. I really don't. Well, no. And, and I think that, you know, I think that in politics, it's like a, you know, racehorse, you know, in a race uh, at the track. Anyway, <laughs> it, things move really rapidly. And, you know, you have to stay true to who you are. And I don't think that that's a bad thing for any of us. Do you? Stay well, true to yourself? To keep your word. That used to be really important when I was growing up is to, like, really have integrity with your word. Keep well, whatever you can do to try to keep, you know, your word. Because your mom and dad were hippies. Right. There was a saying <laughs> back in the 60s, you have to be honest to live outside the law. Yeah. You have to be honest. I don't need you to give me a list of rules that if I break this rule, something will happen to me because I know how to behave. I know that 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 stealing your stuff is not a good thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? I know these things. I don't need it written down if I already know that that's the way I need to behave. You know, yeah. and I think that that's part of what uh, the whole idea of honor you know, you've heard me say this before, Eric, and you've agreed with me. You know, I, I didn't agree with John McCain on almost everything, but I always considered him an honorable man. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, in fact, I would rather hang out with someone that I disagree with everything on, but he's honorable and open and truthful than hang out with someone who agrees with me and is sneaky and unkind and mean and nasty, right. you know? And we'll pay you that fifty bucks. <laughs> I know, but, but you know what? I got. I did get my fifty bucks. There you <laughs> go. But the truth is, it really never was about the fifty bucks. Sure. And and that's what we have to remember. It really never ever is about the money. It's how people make you feel. Right. You know. I've heard who said that. I don't know. I've heard that before. I, I think a lot of people. Yeah. Because well. It's true. You don't remember. And how many times do you look back on somebody you had an argument with? You cannot remember what you argued about, but re you remember how you felt. Right? Yeah. Does that happen with you, Eric? Uh, you know, I tend to remember uh, <laughs> the, the arguments. <laughs> but, yeah, I how I felt is a, is a big part of it, of course. <laughs> Yeah, you do remember what? Yeah, and then you said, <laughs> "I got a pretty." It it may be a sickness in itself, but I've got a pretty good memory for for our arguments. Just, you know, disagreements. It, it it drove my husband crazy that I could remember. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. On March the twelfth <laughs> at three thirty in the afternoon, you said, "Right." <laughs> to call her the interrogator. <laughs> Some things you're better off just letting go, but depending on how your mind works, sometimes you just can't. You, know? you just can't. I can't help myself. The thing of it is, I never knew until this week that they had called me the interrogator. The interrogator. <laughs> well, if we were, like, trying to give mom a fib or something, you know, like. You know, I would just follow the logical and then, course. And then we're like, and so, okay, really? Hmm, no, wait a minute. Tell me how that happened. And it was just, yeah, like, I would just, just follow it to its yeah, logical conclusion. <laughs> like, don't ask me any more questions. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I'm I'm done. <laughs> I did. I, I burnt the hole in the rug. It was, it was <laughs> so, you know, that is uh, actually my mother. I mean, then we're going to go on to something else here, but this is this is worth sharing. My mother was a master of the look. Oh, I'd rather be beaten than have my mother give me the look <laughs> because I knew I had disappointed her, which was something I never wanted to do because she really was a loving, kind, giving person. But yeah. when she gave you the look, yeah. 
And she didn't curse. Now, I have a very foul mouth. I mean, I, you know, I know that. But I know when not to use it. Right. Like on this show, for instance. And some people just don't know when it's appropriate, when it's inappropriate, you know. Um, but if you, you know, if you pay attention and if you actually care about people, it actually matters. So um, my... Uh, loving daughter here has a uh, wow. a um, uh, has a meditation. She is going to read to us right now. Okay. Well, it's the Flame of Freedom Speaks by Saint Germain. The Flame of Freedom Speaks. The Flame of Freedom within each heart. The Flame of Freedom said unto all. Come apart now and be a separate and chosen people, elect unto God. Humans who have chosen their election well, who have determined to cast their lot in with the immortals. They are they who have set their teeth with determination, who have said, I will never give up. I will never turn back. I will never submit. I will bear the flame of freedom unto my victory. I will bear this flame in honor. I will sustain the glory of life within my nation. I will sustain the glory of life within my being. I will win my ascension. I will forsake all idols, and I will forsake the idol of my outer self. I will have the glory of the immaculate, divinely conceived self manifesting within me. I am freedom, and I am determined to be freedom. I am the flame of freedom. And I am determined to bear it to all. I am God's freedom, and he is indeed free. I am freed by his power, and his power is supreme. I am fulfilling the purposes of God's kingdom. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Now, so, for Saint those Germain. who, that's St. Germain, for those of you who do not uh, prefer the pronoun he, substitute right. what you will. Uh, but the sentiment there is uh, is very good, and it talks about being free and being loving. Um, and I think that that behooves all of us. And I just wanted to say really quick, um, growing up in the 70s, I enjoyed saying the Pledge of Allegiance. We were never forced to say it. There were a couple kids that didn't, but I actually enjoyed it. I, yeah. I thought it made me feel good and wasn't, you know, so I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, and and choices are good. Choices are good. Choices are good, and uh, you know what? We are all loving and kind and good. You have choices every single day, and let's use them in a positive way if we possibly can. And for once we go forward into this week, waiting for Super Tuesday, let's dance, everybody. Let's just dance, rock and roll.